Hello again, everyone. Tom Oglesby and FM 98.3 KCRD, The Chatter. We're in the chatter box with Colleen Pasnick. And Mark Hager. Mark Hager's here. Episode 37. We're recording on Monday, the 4th of April in 2002, the year of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, <laughs> O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, let's catch him up. Yeah, now. so uh, I hope people aren't setting their watch by that because yeah, it's really, it's yeah. not 2002, it's really 2022. <laughs> Tom has been napping before we are recording this, and I think yeah. he's lost what it. What year did I say? Year. He, he came said out, 2002. He came out of the fog, but 20 years too early. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Van Oglesby just woke up. <laughs> That's all right, he gave us a little chuckle. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for putting I was wondering what you were winking at for me here, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I do something new to my hair. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yes. As I said last week, the listeners are ever so forgiving of me after 10 years. <laughs> we have the best listeners. 2022, did 22, you say? 2022, yes. When did this happen? I, about 20 <laughs> years ago. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Who's got some headlines? I, I've got one. It's, it's, I mean, this is to me was a statue. Okay. Headlines today. Firmly on track towards an unbelievable world, Earth's temperatures will shoot past a key danger point, bringing dire consequences to the planet unless climate action is taken immediately. I think that was written by, by uh, Al Gore. Maybe not, but I think it was written. Could have but been. I read a, a, an article last week. There's been 42 predictions of climate change disasters in yeah. the last 22 years, none of which have happened. So it was oh, like 22. They, so the the whole headline was, yeah, they're on 41. <laughs> now they're going to be Mark. If you go back when, when we were kids, back in the 70s, we were uh, we were on the precipice of an ice age. <laughs> yeah, I remember that the head, the cover of Time magazine, the coming ice age. I remember because it terrified me. Mm-hmm. I must have been in seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade, and I thought, oh, I'm always so cold. Oh my gosh! I mean, I remember the cover. It was the coming ice age. Yes. What happened to that? Well, it passed us by. Well, the next year, uh, the length of skirts went longer, and everybody started wearing boots. So, (laughs) (laughs) that's an help. But I just had to start with that one. That was—I tell you—it's just so funny, uh, you know. But I mean, it's just like, again, it's whether it's a pandemic or a climate change thing or whatever, scare people, scare people, get them in fear mm-hmm. and keep them there i and need to just, wake up turn the tv on and find out what to be afraid of this morning exactly yes. yeah get our dose of fear yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah. oh my gosh okay. crazy well and just as you know clarify the catholic position is we do take care of the environment right right i mean we pray for yeah. that we well, pray for the environment but well, the which, environment is not our god <laughs> yeah well which could lead me then to that other headline that i just talked to you about earlier the pope is in the pope is in malta and instead of having a backdrop of the crucifix behind him at the altar, mm-hmm. what do they have? They have an entire um, cage 
of plastic bottles because he didn't want to offend anybody. The Malta or the uh, immigrants from the Muslim immigrants, illegal Muslim immigrants to Malta, he didn't want to offend them by putting up a crucifix. So during Lent, he puts up a cage of plastic bottles because it's the environment that's so important. Is that sad or is that, I, I, I don't even, the, the sad is not even a, a word that comes to mind. Some of my best it's, lines go unused. Oh, my God. It's just, that was, that was horrible when I just saw that now. Well, you have really set this tone for yeah. episode 37 <laughs> off here with two of the worst headlines known to mankind in the, in the previous 36 episodes. Colleen, I hope you can open with something better. Nuclear destruction. Oh, there we go. There we go, yeah. yeah. We're back on track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and Tom just sent that out in those four episodes you oh, sent out. Oh, yeah. I mean, the... the the, the high point in that whole thing was if you set off all the nuclear weapons in the world, it's only going to destroy 2% of the earth. 2%. Right. That was, that, to me, that was good news. Yes. <laughs> it was just like, I got a 98% chance of hiding. <laughs> oh, why are we laughing? Because if you don't laugh, you're going to yeah. cry. Yeah. And you know, the devil hates to be mocked. And so all those fear mongers, we just need to mock them. Yes. Yeah. Satan, this one's for you. Yeah, you right. devil. Yeah. We're chuckling at you. Yeah. My goodness. goodness. Yeah. What else you got? Can I got I, some stuff. Can I go one more? Sure. Well, you might as well. <laughs> I might as well, right? So <laughs> if you're driving down JFK, pull over. <laughs> pull over. This was the one that was going to be brought up last week and it was kind of missed. This is in the Archdiocese of Rochester. Where the bishop up there sold New York or Minnesota? New York. Okay. Okay. So the bishop up there, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Matano. Okay. Mm-hmm. He he sold the mother of Mary Lord's Church and convent that was valued at over a million dollars. Mm-hmm. He sold it to a Hindu yoga professor or whatever you want to call this guy and they are turning this thing all over into all kinds of forms of hinduism they're leaving up all the statues and they're putting in all their own statues that are so demonic it's unbelievable now a couple things come to mind and and was talked about uh in the church militant which aired this aired on march 24th Hmm. and they talked about there was a couple of things that really struck me. One was it's valued over at a million dollars, and they sold it to this guy for $240,000. Why on earth would they have sold this property, church, convent, which are absolutely gorgeous? At a 75% discount? Exactly. Hmm. That's number one. Hmm. Number two is this is the same bishop that stopped Fulton Sheen's uh ongoing can, cause can, for canonization. canonization okay hmm. he's the same guy he said well we have to wait till we find out more from the new york state attorney's office right the which they had already cleared all this investigation well that's because they put the new york state's attorney in charge of canonization now they do all of the background checks. right and then they also in another move they moved 
Bishop, uh, I want to say Talia to Peoria, mm-hmm. who is the new bishop there, who studied under who in Chicago for the oh. last 20 years? Supich. Supich. So they moved him to Peoria to become the bishop, which would stop anything coming out well, of you know, Peoria. They, yeah, it, what you're trying to get to is, is they don't want Sheen Canada. They don't want... Right, because Peoria is involved because that's where Sheen was from. Correct. Right, exactly. And it got held up after how many... Oh, yeah. How many legal suits and how many... Uh, the Archdiocese of New York spent how many millions of dollars in, in uh, case objections? The other thing that's interesting is selling a church or any property grounds like that to a sword use, which is what this is, is against canon law. So the, the bishop ought to be brought up on charges for doing this. And so it, it's, it's mind-boggling what's going on mm-hmm. in, in, in this whole thing. And why isn't anything being done about it? It's, is the Catholic Church seriously that corrupt and that well, that's what they illegitimized, want. I guess, is yeah. my, the word I want to use. I yeah. mean, seriously. And you you're know? right. Someone should call him to task over that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. The problem is the bishops are not going to censor one of their own. No. So yeah. you're right. He should be called up on it. And Well, here's, here's the other shoe to drop on, on censoring bishops here. What did you make of Bishop... Strickland out of Tyler, Texas, calling for uh, Cardinal uh, Mueller's over in Germany. Oh, right. I, I His, heard that uh, this morning, yeah. Call, oh, you haven't heard this. I, I can tell by news. the yes. look on your face. I'm yeah. hearing it for the first time right yeah. now. Yeah, he called, uh, called him his stance heretical and that in all... Um, do you have the exact words? He's calling it for his resignation. He needs to right. do the honorable thing and resign. Right. So he's he's calling Brand Mueller? No, it's no. Cardinal Mueller, right? Cardinal Mueller. And there was another one that was mentioned in there. Um, because, because everything that they're promoting in, in coming out of, of Germany is yes. so against canon law, church church doctrine it i i mean it's it's just it's almost we're, we're gonna get the yeah uh, you can't even uh, we'll have to pull that up on um and this just came out uh this morning wasn't it church militant was that i heard it this morning yeah yeah, yeah. Um, which so did i is the year 2022 for those of you april who 4th yeah. Use it real quick. We'll get that for segment two and get the exact uh, quote on that, but it just yeah. broke here. So Yeah, well, yeah. the only story that I saw about that was Cardinal Marx and the catechism saying that, you know, you're allowed to doubt what it says. I didn't hear about Was Bishop it Marx Tyler. or Mueller? Well, I have to pull it Mueller, up. I thought yeah. it was Mueller. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get the exact statements that are coming out of, uh, remember, there are no heresies if it isn't for Germany. <laughs> What is it about Germany? It's the water. Is it the water? Yeah. There was something else. Arius that, must have been German, was he? There was something That's else that came out, which is interesting, and, and I think it was in that same context of what they were talking about. They're the richest country in the world per population, per... Capital. Capital, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and stuff. So again, is everybody just being paid off? Follow the money. And in fact, I think that was the quote that was used for, to follow the money. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just. Yeah. Well, we know I, that's yeah. how the church in Germany gets its funds because church attendance is so low. You have to say when you pay your taxes, what you, you have to declare your religion, your faith on your tax form. And so you're filling out your taxes, you claim I'm a Catholic, therefore the Catholic Church gets a percentage of what you pay in your taxes. And that's how that's how the inco- the church in Germany gets its income. Now you might think, well, I'm just not going to mark anything, right? I'm not going to mark Catholic so they don't get my money. Well, then when it comes time for your funeral, good luck. Mm-hmm. Nope, that person's not a Catholic. So it's the same. I think it's the same with the Lutherans. I think you mark down, nope, I'm Lutheran, and the Lutheran church gets so much of your... So in a way, the uh, German church doesn't really care about offending uh, the people in the pews or holding, you know, the faith. They well, not got in the income pews. coming. It's three percent coming in the yeah. Pews, yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're right. Germany's like the hotbed of a lot. Of mm-hmm. Well, I'm and, afraid to ask if you've got a fourth headline. No, because yeah, the other like the it. other part of those uh, videos that you sent was talking about the uh the prophecy that came back uh on the little girl the 12 year old that mm-hmm. didn't know what a synod was oh and yeah. she brought that and up she, and yeah. i thought wow that was interesting this was i mean back in what i mean a long time ago yeah we're gonna and, have to footnote that yeah, but essentially yeah. what you're talking about there was a 12 year old mystic who made a a prophecy that there would be a uh a horrible set of events to happen after a a synod, and this was back Her, in the nineteen. And whoever she was talking to said, "Oh, do you mean a council?" And she says, "No, she a synod." Said, no, yeah. I was told a synod. Yeah. And she's. They said there was no such thing. There are no such things here. Mm. Well, synod. now it's the synod of the week. <laughs> yes. Synod. Synod. Yeah. Do you have anything else, Mark? Good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Colleen, what do you got? Well, I thought we could talk a little bit about vocations. Let's do it. Right? Because Ben Valentine's going to be ordained in, goodness, about six weeks, seven weeks. I don't know if you are familiar with Ben Valentine, but what an awesome, awesome young man out of Cedar Rapids. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is mm-hmm. his... Uh, yep. Hi, and I've got to admit that I, I'm surprised he isn't... Uh, we must have met him when he was 12 or something like that. seems like he's been on the path to priesthood forever Mm -hmm. and he looks like he's what 14 now yeah (laughs) he's He's he's, young he's really aged yeah so will that be in may this year or june end of may and uh his dad is a debuker doug valentine people might know doug doug and dick valentine they were twins so still are his and they still are twins yeah good one he is well between the two of you i don't know what to do he's out of the fog (laughs) so anyway so ben will be um ordained this year he's the only one but so if if people are not praying for ben valentine um deacon ben valentine right now um start because in a few short weeks he will be our newest priest ordained um and uh, they asked him in, you know, a little article, Meet the Seminarians, they asked him, you know, when did you get the call to the priesthood? And he said, if, there are a few different things. Other people kept asking me if I ever thought about the priesthood. So just, See, the, power, just the power of asking a young man, mm-hmm. do you ever think about the priesthood? Um, and then he also had, um, 
gone to a couple retreats in high school mm -hmm. and um so he was just he was open that's the other thing he was just open um he said that he was just gonna see where it went and that when he entered seminary he said you know the, the whole thing with discerning is god uh does not call every man in seminary to be a priest so you go in to discern are you really calling me to be a priest sometimes mm -hmm. god says no that was your own idea right right so um but I, I had to kind of chuckle um, when the interviewer says, have you come across any unexpected challenges in your seminary experience? I had to chuckle because he's such a social guy. He says, yeah, so far challenges are learning how to interact with girls without flirting with them <laughs> because it's a seminary and you can't have a girlfriend. Yeah. I thought that was so cute. He's so personable. He will, he will make a good priest. That he will. For the archdiocese. Now, after the ordination, does he get assigned then, or does he get assigned before? You know, at what, at what point does he get assigned someplace? At the ordination, or after, or? Well, they, they have that uh, fairly mapped out. It's not made public. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't, they don't announce it that day at the ordination, okay, but I yeah. think within a week or so, there'll yeah. be a, an official notice. Um, do they put the official notices on the website now since there's no witness? You know, they used to be in the witness. Right, yeah. So maybe it's on the website. Probably. I would think. I would Is, think. Uh, and this will be at the cathedral? Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll be at the cathedral, and when we come back from the break, I can give you the exact day and time. But uh, but pray for Ben. So we've got one being pray ordained. Pray for all these priests. That's right. We've got yeah. one being ordained this year, and then next year we should have three ordained again if god truly is calling them mm -hmm. to the priesthood um but then after that we got nobody in 2024 right wow. now wow. right now so um that's for me tell them i'm busy <laughs> oh is that the timer the time's up oh. yeah, the timer. that was the timer <laughs> <laughs> yes we are busy yeah. and we'll be back right after this break <laughs> on the chatter <laughs> who knew Hi again, everybody. We're back. This is the Chatter Box podcast, and we're uh, we're on FM ninety eight point three KCRD, recording in the year two thousand twenty two, as Very you good. Uh, knew, Very April fourth. Very good. Episode number uh, thirty seven. And uh, for those of you who were wondering what was going on, no, it wasn't a uh, a bomb or any device. That was our timer that went off here. And <laughs> You changed your timer I know. time I didn't dinger. Even look you're, at it. you're dinging differently here. <laughs> anyway, we were uh, talking about uh, Germany. Let's let's wrap that up because people were wondering about it. it's uh, Cardinal Marx. Yeah, it's Cardinal Marx and um, Bishop Strickland of Tyler, Texas, is is calling on him to. Um, he says he needs to be honest and officially resign. Right. That's pretty powerful. Um, remember Our Lady of Akita, Bishop Against Bishop? That's what we're seeing right now, today, yeah. in April of 2022. The catechism is not set in stone. One is allowed to doubt what it says. Why Why go to church? Why to? We talked about this last week, Mark. You right. were on sabbatical, but uh, it's the use it or lose it scenario here. Exactly. They're not using it. They've lost it. And Cardinal Marx is uh, evidently agreeing with me here because... It's optional now. Yeah, it's not carved in stone, he said. One's allowed to doubt what it says. But the second half of that is he made that comment 
in the context of discussing his desire to see the church recognize sexual relationships outside of marriage Mm -hmm. and affirm homosexual acts. Well, here's the quote. He spoke to the cate- about the catechism in response to the question, how about homosexual, queer, trans people? How are they being accommodated in Catholic teaching? Well, as you can see there laying on the altar behind him mm-hmm. is the flag. Yeah. There it is, right there. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, flag, you know, when are people I mean, going just... to uh, wake up and understand that that's the sign of the covenant with Noah? Mm-hmm. Used to be. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah been co-opted glad you're on that side of the table (laughs) it's been Uh, co-opted yeah all right yeah so it'll be interesting if if uh the any but other bishop backs strickland up well this is the uh um this is fatima all over again along with akita and um uh, elsewhere la salette bishop against bishop cardinal Cardinal against cardinal Cardinal. and it's you are living in Mm mm-hmm you are living in the, uh, how do you spell apocalypse? Yeah, I would say the E-N-D would be the good terminology for it. End times. Get you a sandwich yeah, board. Exactly. You can sit outside yeah. of Sam's there. there the end go. is yeah. near. The end is near. There you go. Yeah. But for some it's, reason, God wants us to be alive here now. Right? Yep. So praise yep. God. Yep. You have been made for a time like this. That's yep. right. Stand yeah, that's up and right. be counted. That's right. That's yeah. right. So we'll just see if any other bishops um, agree with Strickland and say, that's enough. You've crossed the line. Or if he'll just be left out there hanging on his own. So time will tell. So my question would be, it, you know, and at some point, I mean, we've just talked about Malta and what's all going on down there, seriously. But, I mean, at some point, the Pope, being the head of the church, wouldn't, wouldn't you think he would want to rein in some of this discourse that's going on? Or This is the chatter, not a exercise in logic. <laughs> Come on. But one of the roles of... Why? Why? You're just provocative as <laughs> all today. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're right. One of the roles of the Pope, what did Christ say? Uh, turn and strengthen the brethren, right? Turn and strengthen the the brethren. So the Pope is supposed to strengthen the brethren in the faith. So when you have this dispute going on, he is supposed to clarify and put an end to the nonsense. And of course, you guys talked about it last week. Or no, that was in another prophecy I heard about. Was he really the Pope? So, sorry. Oh, I don't want to bring that. That's a whole whole other Pandora we'll just, box. We'll just, yeah, that was in a different video. Sorry. <laughs> He really is stirring it up today, isn't he? Oh, I tell you. You don't let him on for a couple of weeks, and he comes with four a month of shows in his in his pocket. Are you like this at home with Donna? Yeah. <laughs> I have a yeah. new respect for Donna. Well, she blew out her knee, so now she, you know, we talked, you know, and she goes, are you serious? This is all going on? Because she works with the, never mind. Yeah. She works. Yeah. So, and, you know. So there we have. We got Cardinal Marks. Yeah, what do yeah. we got? What do we got on the uh, date for the ordination? Yeah, let's back Spin around that to that. Down. So um, Ben Valentine, who's currently a transitional deacon, uh, will be ordained to the priesthood, God willing, on Saturday, May twenty eighth, at ten a.m. at the cathedral. And while we're talking about dates, don't forget the second Sunday of Easter is Divine Mercy Sunday, and uh, that is at all of the churches, but. Nativity Church in Dubuque in particular has a great devotion and a uh, great tradition of devotion. Three o'clock this year, Sunday, April 24, three till four, with the Divine Mercy Chaplet. There'll be uh, confessions going on, 
probably a couple of rosaries. Uh, there's some litanies. There's some promises, uh, all in remembrance of Divine Mercy Sunday and Sister Faustina. Which actually starts on Good Friday. The so novena The does. novena does. So the novena is so important to leading up to this because it's confessions, communion, the novena, and then, con- you know, the culmination on, you know, on Easter Sunday mm-hmm. with the so. so we're recording on the on the fourth, but this will air on uh, Palm Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, Palm Sunday weekend here. So that means we're going right into Holy Week and the Triduum. Mm-hmm. And have we said it enough? Come home for Easter. Oh my goodness! Get to confession. Come home for Easter. Yeah, make well, was, your mother happy. I was at Nativity for the communal confessions last week. And I was impressed. I mean, the church was, it, to me, it was half full. There was lines and lines of people going to nine different priests for nine. confessions. Oh, wow. It was amazing. It really was. It was It was like that welcome home moment for, I'm sure, a lot of people that, That's awesome. you know, this is the start, you know. Well, we got to fill the churches up here. I, quite frankly, I'm, I don't mean to be a, uh, a downer. I was disappointed at Christmas 2021. What, the turnout? I, I did not see, I mean, I went to a couple of Christmas masses, because I can, you know, it's, there's vigils, there's midnight masses, there's the uh, morning of, and, um, well, and, and we could see them broadcast video, true, true. you know, so you can scan what's going on. The, uh, the attendance, I mean, it used to be elbow to elbow mm-hmm. and everybody went to Christmas mass. It's not optional folks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, get to confession, which is one of the precepts of the church during the Easter season, which is right now. And then go to Holy mass on the highest of holy days. That's right. Easter is the highest holy day. A lot of people think it's Christmas because it gets no. more attention. No. But it's Easter. Yeah. The day he destroyed sin and death. Mm. Yep. What a great day. So leading up to um, the Triduum on Wednesday of that uh, week, used to be called Spy Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Ooh. Oh. You told us this. Are you kidding? Did we no, find yeah. something he can't speak to tonight? Oh, no, yeah. No, you, you told us this. Well, that's it was, be- that was the I'll day. I'll give you 30 pieces of silver, silver if you can yeah, understand yeah, the question. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that was traditionally yeah. the day that Judas made the deal. Right. And then after that, he looked for an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So uh, Wednesday, April 13th is Spy Wednesday this year. And also, what else happens on Wednesday before Easter? So at the Power Prayer Chapel... Uh, we have our final mass on that Wednesday at 2:15, and at three o'clock, uh, the the Eucharist is consumed, and then we close down the chapel for the tritium. So it will uh, not reopen until Sunday at 9 a.m. So it's closed for the you know the rest of the day Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Holy Saturday, or good you know Holy Thursday. The ultimate Friday, of fasts so. when you close oh, the Eucharistic yeah. Adoration oh, I know. Chapel. Yeah. I know. So, but they decided then, to do that years and years and years ago so that people could be in their own parish for all the stuff that mm-hmm. happens in the church. Correct, yeah. yeah. And there is no, uh, 
we used to do masses at the chapel to reopen it and stuff, but because of we went through the pandemic and all this stuff, but the priest shortages and all this stuff, and then th- we're actually going to be gone on Easter Sunday because we're leaving Holy Saturday for vacation and stuff. So there is no mass at the chapel to reopen it this year. So it just it will uh, we'll have someone march the monstrance over with the and, and replace it into the uh, the display case. And then uh, the Adoration Chapel will reopen for Adoration Hours at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, Easter, Easter Sunday, Sunday morning, morning yep. 9 yep. o'clock. Yep. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. So on Thursday, April 14th, is Maundy Thursday, Holy Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what happens on Holy Thursday, of course, they have the whole um, the gospel about the Last Supper. And then they take everything off the altar. Right, and then I know at Column Kills anyway they would have uh, confessions for so long, um, but they they take the Blessed Sacrament and they move it to the altar of repose. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful yeah. um, ritual. It is right it taking is. Christ. That we just hear the gospel where he's going out to the Mount of Olives, right, to spend time in prayer, and they take the Blessed Sacrament in a procession. And uh, they put the Blessed Sacrament in an altar of repose, which typically, at least your traditionally built Catholic churches, will have a couple little side altars. Right. So at Column Kills, they they place the Blessed Sacrament in the tabernacle that's on the Mary side, Mary, side, yep. Mary mm-hmm. altar, and they yep. have the lights lit, and it's really beautiful. Yeah, very solemn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on Good Friday is the only day, I think, well, I shouldn't say that. Well, yeah, the only day in the whole year there's no Mass anywhere. No. Right. No Mass of the day. Yeah. No Mass on Good Friday. They have veneration of the cross and maybe the reading of the gospel. And stations of the cross. Stations are big. Yep. And, uh, and i got to encourage everybody here to uh, unplug and unwind. Amen. Stop what's going on. Stop the March Madness. It'll be over by then. And, you know, take off work. you got to use some vacation days. Take Amen. off work. Amen. Get to confession, slow down, read some scripture. Um, I heard a great priest this morning on the air that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're praying, you're talking to God. When you're reading scripture, he's talking to you. Just okay. slow down. Slow down. Otherwise, you'll end up as a high-amped guest on the chatter over here. You'll be <laughs> way wound up. <laughs> Oh my. For your penance, you will be on the chatter (laughs) for two episodes. (laughs) Oh boy. If this were video, you could see his face right now, Colleen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was was reading up there is Pope Francis, is he actually going to go to Kiev or. Or has that all been canceled now? I mean, he was going well, to, go to, to go he to was Moscow. Going to, he was supposed to go to Moscow, right? We'll see. And uh, But then that kind of, I thought that got kind of called off. And, and then he was thinking about going to uh, to Ukraine. But because of all the stuff over there, mm. is they thought it was too risky and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, it, oh, wait a minute. He went to Malta. That's right. That's, yeah, it's close. I think you asked Mark to come on today. I'm I'm not recalling. I had no idea that he was going to have his own passion this week. 
Speaking of that, have you seen your uh, annual dose of Not yet. Gibson's uh, Passion? Usually on Good Friday. Yeah, I'm going to. Do you watch it every year? I've uh, watched it one and a half times. Um, I saw it over the weekend here, and I, I about 10 days ago, I, I tried to do it real early in Lent, and I'll do it again. Um, and I'm interested in his new yes. sequel, yeah. uh, The Passion, The Resurrection here, and I, I haven't been able to pin a date down. I mean, I've got about three different dates that have been floated, and... Nothing concrete. Yeah, but they are promoting it a lot. I've heard him on a couple different shows talking about the mm-hmm. and um, isn't Jim Caviezel back in it? Yes. So I think I've heard mm-hmm. him on an interview or two. So, um, you know, for movies, they they are promoting that one. They're promoting this Father Stu Father a lot. Stu, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I don't know what that's about. Mark Wahlberg portrays Father Stu, some guy who he was a drug like addict, a criminal or a criminal, drug probably, addict, and you know, um, has a conversion a real, experience yeah. and becomes an ordained priest. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's all I know about it. Yeah, that's. I think that comes out next weekend. Okay, okay, thirteenth or something. Which so, is, I think the thirteenth. Which is Palm go. Sunday right, weekend yeah. here. Yep. And before we go too far on dates, there's one more date we plugged it last week, Friday, April 29th. The Dubuque County Right to Life brings in Dr. Anthony Lavanto, Lavatino, excuse me. And uh, former abortionist here. That's uh, in Dubuque at the Grand River Center, 5 o'clock Friday, the 29th of April. That will be some testimony to hear. You should plug the uh, women's luncheon coming up in May. It's in all the papers. Some maternity homes holding a... Oh, my luncheon. My luncheon. My, yeah, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Holy oh, yeah. Okay. Cow. I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did, did Hager just suck all the air out of you today here? You... <laughs> kind of. I'm just kind of brain dead. Yes. So yes, here yes. it is, folks. We're, we're playing softball, and we just gave her a great big fat slow ball over the plate, and she has no Not idea. Not paying what? attention. Tom, wasn't it called the kitten ball? Yeah, the kitten ball. The kitten ball. The kitten ball, kitten ball. Yeah. Kitten ball here. <laughs> Remember those? Oh, my gosh. So funny. Okay, let me start this again. Okay, yeah, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. There's another luncheon coming up in May. There is. With it's a, for Mary's in Maternity Home. It's called the Women of Hope Luncheon. And it is the Wednesday before Mother's Day, which this year happens to be May 4th. And it'll be at the um, Dubuque Golf and Country Club. And it'll be a nice luncheon with a speaker from the Thomas More Society. And someone that many of us know will be receiving an award as a woman of hope so if you want uh want to come and didn't get an invitation in the mail you call me and i'll send you an invitation so um call me at 563-552-6288 registration by invitation only or is there one up on the site but there there will be one up on the site as soon as i figure out how to do that i'm i'm not i'm not good with websites (laughs) if anybody out there i'm gonna play a mother angelica if anybody out there listening is good with websites you contact me and i got some work for you there you go i got a couple items before we go to the break for uh, break three here we got about uh, a minute left but uh, this morning it breaks at uh, the 11 o'clock hour mark the united states conference of catholic bishops with a call to action, and I'm thinking, I haven't seen a call to action out of the conference since. <laughs> anyway, here it is. One paragraph. There have been over 120 reported acts of vandalism, arson, and other destruction at Catholic sites in the United States since May of 2020. 
Wow. As well as attacks on property of other faith groups. These incidents undermine life dignity for all. Houses of worship uh, are sacred. They need to be uh, treated with special care and respect. The civil peace of a pluralistic society requires that people are free to worship without fear. And there's a take action button, and you can see that on the... uh, Have you heard the bishops address anything? No, nothing. Of course, it's... That's only in the last uh, 24 yeah. months. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going on there. I've got some other headlines, and we've got to uh, get another segment rolling here. Uh, this is the end of segment two of the chatter. You're in the chatter box on April 4th. It's a layer on the uh, weekend of Palm Sunday. We'll be right back after this on FM 98.3 KCRD. We're back in the studio, Colleen Pasnick and Mark Hager with us here. It's uh, a rare episode, episode 37 here, and there's just all kinds of uh, energy going on as we head into uh, Palm Sunday. There is. Mark is like a spring break, you know, get that warm air going. It's hard to focus. I think it was Donna that said, go over and record, get out of the house. Get out of the house, yeah, exactly, yeah, no doubt. We wrapped up, we were talking about the uh, USCCB saying over 120 reported reported incidents of vandalism, arson, and other destruction in Catholic churches in the last 24 months beginning on count, beginning count of May 2020 here. Never heard that anywhere, not in the nightly news, not in the Catholic news. No. Not a, it's like a non-event. It's like it didn't happen. So this also, what would be on. interesting is how many... How many church or mosque and synagogues and other things have been vandalized in that same time period you know don't know it'd be interesting to find yeah. out, mm-hmm. you know this came out in the uh, same hour the 11 o'clock hour this morning from our friends over at america needs fatima here uh he's right tom are you aware Schools across America sponsor after school satan clubs we talked about that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. episodes ago these young people can go on to Amazon.com or Walmart.com, not to pick out clothing or a new bike, to, but to find the Satanic Bible and coloring book and a matching pentagram to wear around their neck. Oh, my goodness. Satanists are seeking legal protection for abortion as they consider abortion a religious practice. We called this over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, considered religious practice. Abortion is a religious practice and the satanic sacrament. We called it, and they're now in writing here. City council across the country, councils are uh, commencing meetings with a prayer to Satan. So if you're a Christian or Catholic on a city council board, and the, they come up and they say, well, tonight we're going to open with a prayer to Satan. What would you do? Walk. Run. Run. Do not walk. Yeah, really. I would hope so. And further, there would be a change of guard at the next opportunity. If we didn't do a recall election, we would uh, certainly be doing another line. Here's another bullet point, Colleen. A group of Satanists, Satanists placed a 
horrid twisted statue of baby Baphomet next to a nativity scene in the Illinois State Capitol building. This is just down the road in Springfield. In the heartland in mid- Midwest. Well, there, this article that I just got from a friend of ours talks about this, what they call perinatal death, and that's where the baby is born alive, but they would just leave it there to die, and no charges will ever be brought against the mother or anybody else that's involved in this. But if a policeman or firefighter or somebody tries to save this baby and save the, and then charges would be brought against them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's where we are. Yeah. Well, that got the governor of uh, Virginia in some uh, hot water. Do you remember right. that debate there oh, yeah. uh, in the ago. election yep. coming yeah. up there? Yep. And he just mm-hmm. skirted the question mm-hmm. about, well, you know, the mother and the doctor would just decide mm-hmm. what happened. And, you know, they finally, the interviewer, the reporter, pinned him down and said, what, what are you talking about? Decide about what? Well, you know, the baby's delivered and it's mm-hmm. over here in a stainless steel pan and they're having a, they're having a synod. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he lost the election, and a lot of people say it was over that very issue. Yeah. Should have lost more than an election. Well, and that's for sure. And this is all coming out of California with Gavin Newsom Mm. and his whole band of, you know. Band of fruits and nuts. Yeah, exactly. Folks, if you're listening and you can't believe your ears and you think things are moving real quick, you're right on both accounts. Mm -hmm. Things Mm -hmm. don't believe your ears and. um, do your homework. Well, we're somewhat isolated Seriously. here in the Midwest. We're not uh, on the uh, East Coast, and we're not over here on the left coast, but uh, yeah, it, it's coming people. this way, folks. It Springfield, is. Illinois, and the Satanist Club was just 60 miles away in Moline, Illinois. It was. Yeah. It was. But, you know, I, I really think that this area of the country, this tri-state area, is very blessed. A lot of faith-filled people here, a lot of people with common sense and... Um, yeah, thank goodness we're not in California. Let's repeat the formula. Get to confession daily, excuse me, weekly. I'm, I've changed. Okay. Get to confession frequently. Okay. Once a year doesn't do it. No. no. Once a month isn't enough given these kind of things. Get in a state of grace. Get to Mass every Sunday. If you can go more than Sunday, go again. If you're not praying the rosary, you're not on the team. Right. At least one. If you've been praying one rosary, pray two. If you're retired, show it. Start praying. And get into Holy Scripture and knock it out. Right. Do a chapter anyway or a paragraph or, or something here. Yep. Because they're coming after your kids. They're coming after our kids, our families, and we don't have much time left. I mean, none of us is going to be around probably in maybe even 25 years. Why is she looking at me? (laughs) The vultures are circling, that's why. (laughs) Oh, the other thing, speaking of all that Satan stuff that you were mentioning, is it seems like a lot of times in Holy Week we see some of that activity ramp up. Yes. Or bad news breaks or, well, I mean bad news breaks every day, but something... Now, we're going to keep our eye out open next week and see what happens. Well, an interesting little note here is a couple of years ago um, at the Power Prayer Chapel, and, and we know Satan is steel, the 12th uh, station of the cross, where Jesus is crucified, okay? 
Mm. Well, that happened a couple of years ago mm. at the chapel, and that, that we could not find a matching station of the cross for a long, long time. And uh, so anyhow, it, it was an odd story, but one of our guys that used to come to the daily mass was down at Knipples when they were closing. And so they had all these salesman's mm-hmm. samples. Are you kidding? And there in there was number 12, number 12, the matching <laughs> station. So Tom Hildebrand, who has recently passed away and stuff, he took those stations and he actually bolted those now onto the walls. Well, guess what? Last week, we think somebody came in there and tried to steal it because they, they had pulled it out of the wall or most of the way out, but they couldn't get it all the way out. Yeah, if you don't think and they're here, they're here. Yeah, they're here. And it's just like that's the only one that was messed with. The Is 12th. that? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Jesus dies on the cross. Wow. Well, uh, Father John Ricardo said it so well. Christ came to destroy sin and death and um and scripture talks about it. Paul talks about it as though they are governments. They are they are institutions. They are uh, animated here. Anyway, I got to share a quick story. I'll run this by you here. Uh, I think it ties into the culture. Uh, it, it might be tangential, but uh, this is the chatter. So I'm having uh, coffee with some guys uh, a couple three months ago. And they were talking about the housing market in Dubuque and how difficult it is to find good, affordable housing. They're on the market quickly. They snatched up quickly, and they're going at asking price or above. People are offering above. Evidently, the apartment uh, market is every bit that much. Mm-hmm. And so the um, it's a tight housing market. It's a tight renter's market. And somebody had the question says, isn't it curious, isn't it curious that we're building all these homes and apartment buildings, but the, the uh, population of Dubuque remains rather stagnant? Any thoughts on that? I got a thought, but I'll, I'll let you. I'll just go a step further. On Donna and I were invited to go look at a new housing project. Mm-hmm. And as we drove around, north of Dubuque and in Asbury and other places, we could not believe the explosion of new homes, new subdivisions. And I just read where um, Conlon's going to put up another great big subdivision right. by, 30, by 32nd out there. Right. And, and she, Donna looked at me and she said, where's all these people coming from? Where are they getting all the money to to?" come here to Dubuque and buy these homes and stuff because they're not cheap. Number one, they're not cheap. But she said the same thing. Dubuque is not growing. They're losing businesses, you know. I mean, But big, the population and the census, I mean, it, it, it hasn't right. changed dramatically in 40 years. Exactly. Okay, what's going on? What do you think's going on? Any? I got some ideas, but what, what do you got, Colleen? Anything? No, I mean, no. I've never really thought about it. I think it. there's a couple of things going on here. One, how many of these homes and apartments are occupied by single-parent families? Or how many of these homes are occupied by single individuals without families? Mm -hmm. 
I think the destruction of the family mm-hmm. in the last 60 years has, has really devastated, not decimated, devastated our, um, our economy. I think, I think that's got it. That, that and the fact that if there are uh, two-parent families, for the most part, the uh, number of children in the family are dramatically reduced. It ties into what you were just talking about, Mark, about uh, Newsom out in California killing children that are 7 to 10 days born and wherever else it was on the East Coast, Colleen. Yeah, Virginia. Anyway. anyway. Because there was a um, just an article that was sent out the other day that I thought was extremely interesting about life in general and what we've seen and where it's going. And one of the statements in there is it said, we grew up, we got married, and we had children. Nowadays, they grow up, they get a job, and they have a dog. Yeah. You know, and I you think about that. I mean, how many of them are just, you know, they're either cohabitating. Sign of the times. Yeah. Have mm. pets. No kids. Sign of the times. Don't want to get married. Don't want to have kids. We got to fit this in here, okay. Mark, or yep. we're not going to get this okay. in here. Colleen did something that took me back to St. Mary Church downtown in the 1960s. I haven't seen the reproaches since then, Colleen. Give us some background. You know, I am totally unfamiliar with the reproaches. Uh, Growing up, I never recall hearing them. But I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years ago, I came across them and I was so touched by how powerful they are. And, you know, I did just a little bit of looking into it. And it seems like they dropped the reproaches because, um, you know, uh, people were afraid that it was targeting the Jews, Mm -hmm. you know, because they were the ones that killed Christ. But the whole point of the reproaches is, I killed Christ. Right. He died for my sins. Right. Um, and so when you when you think of it in that way, to listen to the reproaches in a self-accusatory way is so powerful that we've printed these out and we would like to just recite them. Let's do it here. I don't just know. a couple we got, minutes. We're, we're banging up against the time clock here, Colleen. How long? We can we do better, it. We better yep. do All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We We worship you, Lord. We venerate your cross. We praise your resurrection. Through the cross, you brought joy to the world. May God be gracious and bless us, and let his face shine light upon us. My people, what have I done to you? How have I offended you? Answer me. I led you out of Egypt from slavery to freedom, but you led your Savior to the cross. My people, what What have have I I done to you? How have I offended you? Answer me. Holy is God. Holy and strong. Holy immortal one, have mercy on us. For For 40 40 years I I led you safely through the desert. I fed you with manna manna from heaven and brought you to a land of plenty, but you led your Savior to the cross. Holy is God. Holy and strong. Holy immortal one, have mercy on us. What What more more could I have done done for you? I planted you as my fairest vine, but you you yielded only bitterness. When I was thirsty, you gave me vinegar to drink, and you pierced your Savior with a lance. Holy is God. 
holy, holy and, and strong. strong. Holy immortal one, have mercy on us. For your sake, I scourged your captors and their firstborn, their firstborn sons, but you brought your scourges down on me. My people, what, what have, have I, I done, done to you? you? How, How have, have I offended you? Answer me. I led you from slavery to freedom and drowned your captors in the sea, but you handed me over to your high priests. My, My people, people, what have, have I, done I done to you? you? How have I offended you? Answer me. I opened the sea before you, but you opened my side with a spear. My people, what have I done to you? How have I offended you? Answer me. I led you on your way in a pillar of cloud, but you led me to Pilate's court. My people, what have I done to you? How have I offended you? Answer me. I bore you up with manna in the desert, but you struck me down and scourged me. My people, what have I done to you? How have I offended you? Answer me. I gave you saving water from the rock, but you gave me gall and vinegar to drink. My people, what have I done to you? How have I offended you? Answer me. For you I struck down the kings of Canaan, but you struck my head with a reed. My people, what have I done to you? How have I offended you? Answer me. I gave you a royal scepter, but you gave me a crown of thorns. My people, what have I done to you? How have I offended you? Answer me. I raised you to the height of majesty, but you have raised me high on a cross. My people, what have I done to you? How have I offended you? Answer me. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, that's the first time in 60 years that's been read in Dubuque. So powerful. Isn't it powerful? It really is. Yeah. Oh, he died for stuff. my sins. He yep. died for your sins. It's yep. just very powerful. So if anyone's interested, too, they are sung. You can go on uh, YouTube or Google and and uh, hear the different melodies. It's very haunting. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to bring those back again. Right? Maybe people just think it's about all about Catholic guilt, but maybe Catholics have something to be guilty about, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Doing that. Yeah. Well, Mark, you know, you have uh, successfully um, brought all kinds of uh, headlines <laughs> to bear here. I know now why he was doing that here. You, that? you don't you, well. You don't have any time for questions, I, do I, you? I here? noticed that. I noticed that. I took note. <laughs> Here I was all prepared. <laughs> Here's Saint, one last. Saint uh, Isadora, right? Saint Bishop Isadora? And Doc, Isadora. Bishop, Bishop and Doctor of the Church, her feast day today, his feast day today. How about that? Yeah, Saint so, Isadora. Yeah. So one last push. This will air on Palm Sunday weekend. Please get to confession, get to Holy Mass on Easter Sunday and Palm Sunday. And and get to part of the Triduum or all of the Triduum, huh? The three days. These are the high holy days of our Roman Catholic faith, and um, God misses you. Christ misses you. Start the Divine Mercy on Good Friday and end it on Easter Sunday. God bless you. Let's end with, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory be to To the the Father, Father, and and to the the Son, and and to the the Holy Spirit. Spirit. 
as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and ever, ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, this is episode 37 of The Chatter. We're recording on Monday the 4th, what year? 2022. Tune in again next week. We miss you, and we love you. <laughs>